Well, it's what's next and what's next in electrical matters, what's next in power. And I don't have to tell you that the, the grid has been severely, severely confined. Um, I don't need to, to mention that swear word called load shedding, but there are solutions, there are backups, there are alternative powers that you can use. And this is what we're going to be discussing together with Eaton. And it's a great pleasure to welcome the uh, managing director of EE Publishers, uh, a man who's no stranger to the power issues and talking about power. If there's anybody that knows our electrical issues and what we need to do is none other than Chris Yelland. And Chris, it's great to see you. How are you doing firstly? I'm 100%. Thank you very much. And to you, Aki, and your new life. I'm yeah, really excited to see what you're up to. No, thank you very much. It's very kind of you. Well, I've, I've got to say, I've got an Eaton UPS, so I'm okay because load shedding is an issue. But Chris, how on earth are we still talking about load shedding and power issues? I mean, you've been talking about these things for over a decade. Well, that's right. You know, load shedding really hit South Africa uh, in about late 2007, early 2008, and you may remember that it actually caused the whole mining industry to close down. Uh, and uh, tremendous economic damage done, and it's been ongoing since then. Uh, and people are trying to uh, get to grips with the problem, but I think we're reaching the stage where customers have to realize that they need to start to take ownership of this matter and become part of the solution. Uh, and they need to take their energy future in their own hands. And, and this is really my message. If we uh, rely on others, uh, we're going to be let down. Uh, so uh, everybody needs to take a close look at what they're doing, uh, the options that are available, um, and, uh, and look after their own businesses, themselves, their families, uh, and, and, and take ownership. Are you saying, Chris, that um, there's, no, there's no end site to the load shedding that we're currently experiencing? Well, it might stop for a while, but it's going to come back again. So load shedding is here to stay for a while, you say? Well, we have to listen to what Eskim say and take them at face value, I guess. Uh, they tell us very straight uh, that we can expect uh, load shedding on and off for the next two years. The CSIR have done analysis and they indicate that it's going to go even longer than that, uh, more like three years and even longer, unless we take the right decisions. So it's really, uh, you know, it's up to us, it's up to the powers that be in government, uh, in industry, in commerce, and even at the domestic level uh, to decide how uh, this is going to impact upon us. What is the right decision to make? If I had to put you in charge of Eskom, what would you do to make sure that the lights stay on? Mm. You know, many things are out of Eskom's hands at the moment. Uh, what Eskom are doing is what they should be doing, I'm sure, and that is doing everything possible to uh, keep the existing old coal-fired power stations going as long as possible, uh, to do as much maintenance as they can. Uh, but this is not the solution. This is what's within Eskom's hands, but it's not the solution. The solution uh, going forward is new generation capacity. And in the short term, we need something like 6,000 megawatts of new generation capacity. Now, the CSIR have done a study and identified three steps, critical steps in this process. Uh, step number one is what we call self-generation. This is where customers generate electricity themselves to supplement their energy needs and to reduce their dependency on the grid. Of course, this relieves the grid uh, of significant uh, demand for electricity, which can then uh, relieve the need for load shedding. So that's what's got to be done in the short term. I'm talking mm. here about the next 
six to 18 months. Uh, that is own generation. And that's where uh, companies like Eaton, companies like Mustech, companies with solutions uh, in the UPS field, uh, in the solar PV field, in the battery energy storage field have got solutions in the short term. Uh, looking a little bit beyond that, of course, uh, we've got to look to the emergency procurement. Uh, you know, the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy have gone out for a, a bidding process for another 2,000 megawatts of new generation capacity. This is not enough. They need 6,000 megawatts, not 2,000 wow. megawatts. That's only going to come on stream in two to three years. So that's uh, phase two. And then phase three, of course, is a longer term procurement of up to 30 gigawatts of new, uh, uh, 30, that's 30,000 megawatts of new generation capacity over the next 10 years. But are you, are you optimistic that Eskom is on the right trajectory right now? I mean, I know that there have been lots of bumps in the past. Uh, are you optimistic that, you know, they're getting to the bottom of all the stuff that's caused the problems? No, not at all. Um, I think they are putting their mind to uh, maintenance, and that's very important, uh, but that's not the solution. And as I say, the solutions are really outside of Eskom's hands. Mm. Uh, I don't think Eskom has got to grips with its uh, financial issues. I don't think it's got to grips with its operational issues or with its environmental issues. Uh, there are a lot of decisions that have to be taken. And unfortunately, many of these decisions are not by Eskom. They by the policymakers, uh, by the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy, by the cabinet, by the president. Uh, and, and, and we're really waiting for uh, important signals. Also, we need uh, structural reform at ESCOM. That means restructuring. And we also need uh, a regulatory reform in order to enable the solutions uh, mm. that are out there uh, from uh, the private sector uh, to become part of the solution uh, to the problems that ESCOM face. Very interesting. Um, I note with interest what you say about self-generation. I mean, power is critical to business continuation and businesses need to take things into their own hands. I, I, I've actually, um, you know, in the last two months, actually, um, before this next uh, this last patch of load shedding started, I put some some solar panels on the roof of my home, and actually I, I purchased them from from Mustek. Uh, you know, interestingly, we're talking about this company, um, and it's tell you, it's been a lifesaver of my you know the continuation of my business and what I need to do. Um, Self-generation, I mean, that's I'm a small uh, fish in the big ocean, but big businesses need to spend a lot of money to follow this particular route, Chris. Yeah, look, uh, small businesses, medium and large business uh, have to be looking carefully at how they secure their energy future. As we uh, are in this COVID-19 lockdown and many people working from home are beginning to realize that uh, it's not just a, a convenience to have electricity, it's an essential in order to do business, in order to keep one's internet going, uh, one's lights going, uh, one's systems going, uh, computer systems going, printer uh, etc. Uh, during uh, uh, you know up to four hours of load shedding uh, and sometimes even uh, even longer. Um, so uh, I think everybody, uh, big, small, medium, we've all got to be looking to what is out there. What actually is out there? What can one afford? Uh, what is the business imperatives? Mm. Uh, what is the business case? And uh, there are solutions. Uh, and when, uh, depending on the nature of one's business, these solutions uh, may uh, be really worthwhile or may be marginal. Uh, but certainly as the price of electricity ramps up uh, sort of unrelentingly, 
So the business case for alternative energy solutions becomes better and better. Well, fantastic. It's always good to talk to you, Chris Eggy. Chris Yelland, Managing Director of EE Business Intelligence. Thank you for those incredible insights and really painting a picture on the energy and where we stand with energy and what we as individuals need to do. Thank you for your time, Chris Yelland. Thank you, Aki, and all the best for the future. Best to you too. Thank you. Andrada Manu is the National Product Manager for Eaton at Mustek. Uh, Andrada, I mean, this is a massive market that's opening. I don't have to be telling you this. I mean, you know this. You can see the numbers, load shedding having an impact. But um, just tell us about, uh, you know, what kind of options and what kind of impact, firstly, this is having on the small business market. Uh, the load shedding and the power shortages that we're having must be driving your business in a very good way. It is, but it's um, it, it's also very destructive in a way, um, you know, because all this this um, load shedding is done, it kind of slows down the productivity. And um, I think as well, like, you know, with the UPS specifically, we we see we obviously do see an increase in sales, um, but also a very much a demand for it. And we uh, way before it used to be a commodity. Now it's a must have. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've actually got one of these devices here. Um, uh, it's actually an Eaton product as well. Um, now, just tell us about the different options. You know, people get confused. They think that a, a UPS, uh, an uninterrupted power supply will, will, you know, power your fridge and all those sort of things. But really, it's predominantly to be used for the technology in the home. Now, tell us about the different options that are available out there to small businesses, entrepreneurs, individuals, etc. Okay, so um, you get obviously different types of UPSs from anything from an offline to um, an online to a three-phase UPS. Um, the UPSs mostly um, keep IT equipment up and running, not fridges and microwaves. And obviously, depending on the specifications that the clients need, we can spec any type of UPS based on their requirements as well as the runtime needed. So um, as long as we have that kind of information in terms of the total amount of watts, for instance, that they want to put onto it, and the runtime, we can actually spec any type of UPS and also provide a solution you know, for for their needs. You know, if they want to keep other servers up and running, um, if they want to keep printers up and running, we can help with all that as long as we they provide us with the correct information. Yes. So, I mean, how does one go about choosing the right UPS? Uh, I mean, I, I'm sitting here talking to you. I've got three screens. I've got a computer. Um, I'm using a webcam as well. Everyone's using different kinds of technologies. And, of course, I've got my router and my internet connectivity. So how does one go about choosing a UPS and what's the right size to choose? So again, um, if you provide us with all that in terms of like you all tell us, okay, Andrada, um, I have a, a, a desktop, I've got monitors, I've got the printer, I've got the webcam, I've got uh, the router, and uh, the load shedding happens anything between two to three hours. If you are lucky, I would like to have uninterruptible power, uh, you know, obviously runtime for the duration, mm. um, you know, to be productive sort of thing. Obviously, once we get that, we can obviously like, we have some sort of calculator, we can input it into it and they actually provide us with a solution. Um, that's why you get the different size UPSs out there. And um, um, 
that's basically it. Actually, as long as yeah. you guys give us all the information, we can help. <laughs> I mean, you've got basically a size to fit any kind of technology. Um, and you can obviously go a lot bigger from what I understand. There's like, uh, like some serious right. power. But, you know, the, the more power you want, the more it's going to cost, obviously. Um, but the amazing thing for me is the smart technology that's built into these devices. I mean, these are not just a battery. There's artificial intelligence. Right. I know that there's an app that's linked to it that tells me a lot about what's happening in the battery and it does power as well, right? Again, depending on the needs that you have, yes, the, the UPS is actually an intelligent product. Um, uh, you can connect it to a specific network as well and um, you can be assigned an IP address. Yes, you do get bigger sizes. Um, and again, depending on if you want to put it on into a data center, for instance, you yes. can get it. And they're obviously specific for those particular kind of applications. Um, they're quite intelligent, um, obviously, but we're still working with power. And also, again, um, if we do want the UPS to run for four hours, for instance, they, you know, the, the consumer has to understand that sooner or later you have to charge those batteries and it takes you twice as long to actually recharge those particular batteries. So that's also very important because then you have to go, obviously the UPS then yes. connect back to power. Yeah. Um, correct, so they, they, they are intelligent. Um, that's why we say the UPSs are more for IT equipment than they are for household appliances. But you can connect obviously your router and all those other things to it as well. 100%. Yeah. So, and rather the 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 relationship. Uh, tell us about the relationship. You got Mustacare. You you're representing the Eaton brand in South Africa, and distributing the brand. Just tell us about that relationship. So, um, obviously, seeing a need, uh, um, you know. Um, from the consumer side regarding the UPS as an untried for power supplies, we have partnered with Eaton because they have a solution for every single need out there with, when it comes to power and keeping uh, equipment up and running. So yes, there are our partners and there are the, obviously the OEM and stuff and we are distributing their products. Not necessarily just to a consumer, but obviously to the, to the, the, the companies, the data centers, so I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a wide, a wide range of customers. You're dealing with enterprise and, and consumer as well, and it's a very well-known brand. So important stuff. And I guess that at the end of the day, um, having a UPS, having a brand like uh, like Eaton, for example, which is an established brand globally. You know, you, you're actually adding more productivity to your day. You know, it's not just about the load shedding. It's about protecting your equipment. And it's about that business continuity that's critical in the world that we're living in today. Andrada Manu is the National Product Manager for Eaton at Mustek Limited. Thank you so much for your insights. We really do appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, Aki. Appreciate it. Thanks. Yaku Deploy is the Eaton product manager for the continent of Africa. Um, Yaku, it's great to have you with us uh, to talk about uh, UPS, uninterrupted power supply. Um, just in terms of Eaton as a company, who, who is Eaton, where do they come from, and where do they produce all of the stuff? Okay, so, so Eaton is quite a large company, $25 billion, so we head office based in the US, but we are a global company, so uh, we have footprints in like 170, 180 countries. So depending on what product you buy will depend on where the product is manufacturing. So if we're talking UPSs, we have UPSs manufactured in Finland, um, China, Philippines, and so forth. 
Uh, okay. And then we have R&D teams in France and so on. Now, I'm, I find the R&D situation really fascinating because, you know, uh, IT has evolved, uh, the power needs have evolved. Um, you guys spend millions and millions of dollars every year to look at these new power demands in UPSs. Just explain to us, I mean, this is not just a box with batteries inside it. Um, because, you know, you've got your monitor plugged in, you've got your router plugged in, and it's doing a lot more than just storing power. No, no, correct. So it's, it's like you say, it's way more than just a box with batteries. So there's a lot of intelligence in, and this is why we would continuously need to improve or update our products and, and just to stay current with all the latest technology. And especially IT and all the operating systems out there are driving this technology. So uh, you would see us, we'll probably uh, would refresh a range every three to five years we need to update our range. And in terms of our software capabilities, we always make sure that we, we stay ahead. So, I mean, there's big operatings like uh, Microsoft, VMware, and, and all sorts. And these devices, these IT devices are getting more intelligent, more smarter. And this is where, as a power company, we always make sure that as these intelligence are developing in these devices, that these can interact with the UPS. And we can tell these devices, listen, the power is good to perform normal. Or listen, we're in a load shedding or we have a power failure. Um, we have X amount of runtime. It's maybe time to put yourself in a maintenance mode or service mode or reduce the load. Uh, let's keep up the important equipment for, for as long as possible. Now, um, Yaku, you look after the, uh, the power needs for the continent, for Eton. Where, what kind of trends are you seeing? Um, are, are more and more people relying on this kind of power? I mean, at the end of the day, it's not just a backup. Uh, it, it is a safety precaution, but it also regulates the power, as you said. But what kind of trends are you picking up in South Africa and on the continent? I would imagine that load shedding has been good for your business. Yeah, so we, we can't cry too much about the load shedding from a, from a sales point of view. It has been good for us. But in terms of what we see, is what we see as Africa as a whole continent, there is not enough power to power all our needs within Africa. So we need new generation um, to drive uh, the development countries forward. Uh, what we see in South Africa now is we see a lot of, a lot of people now also got, got a higher need for for let's say backup power at home because due to the COVID we see a lot of um, uh, workers or employees are now starting to work remotely so traditionally at work they might have been fine they might have had a generator yeah. a UPS to take care of their needs but all of a sudden now we're all sitting at home and you need to drive through these um, sort of blackout periods of two hours, three hours, four hours. And now we're seeing a lot of this shift now to a home user to make sure, listen, I need my core function. I need my PC up and running. I need my router, maybe a small server so that I can actually work remotely. So the trend what we see now is you need to be smart especially when it comes to UPS. So it costs a lot of money to, to back up everything. So you need yeah. to be smart and say, listen, this is important. I need this to stay up for four hours and then we start meeting your needs. 
Um, like I said, on UPSs, yes, we can go from a small unit powering a little desktop, 15, 20 minutes, um, right up to powering your maybe a professional PC for two, three hours easily. That can be achieved. But as soon as you want to start now bringing in the whole house and so forth, now you yeah. need to start looking at storage devices, um, which is the trend. So we're seeing now um the market or is going to open now for storage where during the day you use maybe pv power through inverters you power all your needs during the day while the sun is up but in addition to that you now start storing that power in in your batteries and then when it's in the evening you can then um, do a discharge and use that stored energy mm -hmm. uh, and there's a lot of intelligence behind it so it's not so it's storing the energy and use it when you need so during the day, you will not be affected with load shedding. If the if um, mains falls away, you can still harvest um, from, from the sun, your power, to continue operation. Um, if you don't have enough sun power, then we start um, consuming the stored energy in that. Yes. So which might, might great as well. If you've got stored energy, so if, the, if Eskom comes on and say, listen, the grid is under pressure, we can also say, listen, you know, we're also responsible as a company, so let's use our stored energy. And as soon as you start tapping on your stored energy, you don't use your power from, from the utility grid. Mm. So um, it's a lot of intelligence now. Yeah. And, and I guess as well, um, Yaku, is that one needs to do a proper audit of exactly what you want out of your power backup requirements, and then you can build on that. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you, you know, if you want to power your whole house, you can, it's gonna cost you money, but start prioritizing what's important for you and what's important from a business continuity point of view. Talk to us about the relationship with Mustic. They, they're one of your distributors in the country, um, strongly represented, uh, uh, representing yourselves. Uh, yes, so Mustek is one of our IT distributors, so um, they got a, a national footprint. Uh, so they give us sort of that footprint into uh, all the resellers and end users and, and so forth into retail. So just bear in mind that Eaton um, is an OEM, so we manufacture product and so forth, and then we rely on our distributors to, to get our products out out in the market. So we do a lot of incentives and marketing and so forth mm. for, our, for our distributors, typically Mustex. So, um, and that is how we, we, we get our message out. Yaku, thank you so much. It's uh, great to talk to you, Yaku Deploy, the Eaton Product Manager for Africa, talking about some of the energy needs and some of the solutions that are available. Thank you for your time. We, we wish you well. Thank you so much, Ike. Bye-bye.